no better way to get better at football than playing football. So, like, you know. Taylor's going to finish it! I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Ryan, end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it! Oh, what a Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts Cast, part of the Picks in Podcast Network. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Very early in the morning, alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo. If you're on YouTube, please ring that bell with the subscribe button. Don't forget to, to give us a like and comment below throughout the video with your thoughts. That's the best way to support us, guys, and it's completely free. Love seeing you guys' thoughts on the free agency last video. But now, you you all know what it's time for. You, mm-hmm. you clicked the video. You saw the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. We did this for Anthony Richardson. We did it for Hendon Hooker. Why not one more? Just one more, guys. Why not make a concrete case for the 26-year-old former MVP, Lamar Jackson? Uh, as always, we're going to do everything to make the case for trading some capital to get Jackson. Think of us as car salesmen this episode. Let's begin. Look, let, let, let's just let's just give some background on this. So the Colts signed Gardner Mishu, right? One year deal, three and a half million. <laughs> Did he get signed to be a bridge uh, a bridge quarterback for a young QB? What you think, Jamal? I would think that with Lamar Jackson on the table still and the Colts in the current position we are, no. I think he is there to be a backup to a ready QB1 by the name of Lamar Jackson. But I can see him being a bridge quarterback. He has the experience with Jacksonville. He has experience with uh, the Eagles. Uh, He's been around Steichen for a while. So I could see him being that bridge guy to step in and start as needed until uh, the rookie QB gets his feet wet and is ready to take over in that position. And and I don't have a problem with him being that bridge quarterback, but I, I, I feel like he's more of that. He's that backup ready to, you know, ready to, to stand behind that, that true QB one. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think, cause we can't rule it out. That's right. what I'm saying. Right. So maybe he, he's on here just to be a backup QB, a high end backup quarterback. Either way, I've already stated Garden Minshew. Good signing. I think you like him too. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's, I think he's also 26. He he loves to chuck it downfield. Uh, and he's familiar with Shane Steichen's system. That's all great. Competent backup. But what if I said he's the insurance policy for Lamar Jackson's injury concerns? Mm-hmm. So we, we, we don't know the Colts organization's intentions. But, I mean, this, this could still go either way. We just we can't rule out a Lamar Jackson splash just because Gardner Minshew got signed. We just can't. What would it take to acquire Lamar Jackson? Two first round picks right now. He's on a non-exclusive franchise tag, paying about thirty-two million for the coming year. Very low, and that that that's very. He, he's going to get more than that. The thing is. If the Colts were to make an offer and the Ravens didn't match it, the Ravens would receive two first-round draft picks as compensation. I think the problem comes with cap space. I think we're we're currently at a little over $20 million in cap space right now as it stands on Sunday, March 19th. However, I, I have a proposal. 
So if 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 he wants a Deshaun Watson guaranteed contract, which is fine, that's what he wants. Let's give him a short term deal. Can we do like three years, one hundred and twenty five million guaranteed? I think that's beneficial for both sides, you know, something around that number, but a short term deal. It doesn't break the bank for us. And Lamar Jackson gets his guaranteed money and we see what he's about over that three years. Right. Is that not a good case? Then then he can, you know, when the cap space goes up in three years, he can get even more money if he if if we do retain him. What, What do you think about that? I, I like that idea a whole lot because I, I am honestly opposed to the fully guaranteed contract uh, for, for more reasons than one. Um, and especially when we look at what we're asking for this time. You are 100% right, Eric. He wants this money over the course of this time. Why not break it down, dumb it down a little bit and say, hey, we can keep it in our back pocket. You're still getting your you know $50 million per year, whatever the case is, just on the short term. We want to lease you. We want to make sure that you are who we think you are. And then once once you prove to that, if it's that three years, we'll finish buying the rest of it out. We'll go ahead and give you we'll give you the rest of the money. We'll go ahead and pay the rest of it. So I do like that. And I haven't really thought of that idea. So uh, I'm glad you brought that to the table because that that makes sense in my head. And I can get down with the fully guaranteed hundred and some change million over three years versus the, you know, 230 plus realistically probably 250 plus uh for the five years so i I can rock with that yeah there's a lot of money that has to be put in the escrow we're a small market team i jim mercy has got a lot of money i don't know if he has that much money set aside in actual liquid cash that he can just say this is all going on Lamar jackson it's a lot so i mean that i i think i think that's the route the Colts should go if they want to acquire lamar jackson I, I I agree. And I mean, and I, I just got to ask you, though, what what's your opinion on fully guaranteed contracts, it's especially with what's happened over, the, you know, the past couple of years, more specifically Deshaun Watson. But just in general, the Kylers, you know, the Aaron Rodgers, these guys, what, how, what do you feel about guaranteed contracts? I know theirs aren't fully guaranteed, but. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> an anomaly, I think, yes. yeah, that that is a crazy amount of money. I think the Browns were tired of the quarterback carousel just failing. I mean, they've been failing for decades. Yeah, Name me yeah. the last the last quarterback that was a star quarterback. Probably like Baker. Six, 16 quarterbacks, something crazy like that. Yeah. I mean, you could say Baker Mayfield maybe. I mean, Baker was there when they made, was it the AFC Divisional mm-hmm. round or maybe title game? Um, that's as far as they got in. They knew they couldn't get any further when – Patrick Mahomes is going to be in your way. Uh, Josh Allen's going to be in your way. Joe Burrow's going to be in your way. So they they traded all that draft capital. They gave that man the most money ever, fully guaranteed. And they said, this is our quarterback for the next five years, which is a big gamble. But we saw what Watson did in Houston without the talent around him. Now the Browns are significantly better than the Houston Texans right now. You would think that's a good move, but wow, that is a lot of money. That's going to limit them in a lot of, you know, just just free uh, free agency signings, things like that. So, i I don't know if we can, <laughs> I don't know if we can afford them, to be honest. So, I I'm not a big fan of those. I mean, the second highest total guaranteed money is Kyler Murray at one eighty nine point five. I mean, that's 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 40 million off like Josh Allen gets 150 million fully guaranteed. 
but 230 that's whew, that's yeah. a lot man that's a lot that that is a lot and the browns really screwed up by giving all that money i mean they set the standard and i know that's just a one person you know so you can't get too too high on that and most quarterbacks aren't going to be asking for that fully guarantee but lamar rightfully so can ask for it because he can sit here and say exactly what we all say Look at what he's done versus what Deshaun's done. Again, we know the support and cast Deshaun had in, in Houston. However, Lamar, you know, he's pulled out the, the MVP in 2019. He's done what he needs to do with his support and cast around him. So, of course, he's going to ask for that money. Why not ask for the absolute most or a little bit more than what somebody else got? But it scares me with that because when I see this happen with teams, you know, I know Deshaun didn't play all last year. Or excuse me, all the year before he had everything going on. Um, and of course he came back and only played a couple games this season. And, and I mean, he looked rough coming out. Um, so that, that kind of stuff scares me. We like Lamar, who's had a couple injuries. Now that ankle injury, he missed the last, what, five games of the season. Of course, we can talk about the playoff game where he held out. You know what I mean? I, I, I really do think he held out because they hadn't struck up a deal. So why put yourself at risk, you know, when he probably knew they weren't going to get too much further past that, that game. So I'm not mad at him for that. But I just look at it, you know what I mean? Like a contractor comes to your house, you don't pay them 100% of the money on their first visit. You just don't. <laughs> like Because they're going to run away with your money. It's like, and it scares me. It, uh. it scares me when I think about that because there's just so much that can go wrong. Players can retire. Players you know, players can demand a trade. What it, it does, So much can go on in this time. And you just got to be like, all right, well, I just gave up two first round picks. Or, you know, or, um, you know, or I don't have any other money because I just went out and paid – all this money to somebody who isn't even with us anymore. And that kind of stuff just scares me a little bit um, because you can't bounce back from that. There's nothing you can do to get that money back. And that's why most contracts are written to where, you know, they, these players do get a large lump sum of money as they are guaranteed. But then majority of that, uh, of their money comes in the back half of that contract. Their first couple of years of that are usually, you know, fairly low. And then it, because, Teams are going to say, well, you're going to be here for five years to get that $400, $500 million. We're going to give you $300 million of that on years three, three, four, and five. But we're not going to give all that you know, to you at the very beginning. So it kind of just scares me a little bit. And I think that you know Lamar has done his part. He has shown he, he gets the money, which is why I'm definitely more on board with what you mentioned, the, the shortened contract of three years, You know, give some money there, because that's a little bit more to, to play with. We've given up some draft – or we've cleared up some space by getting rid of – um Gilmore and and Ryan so you know we can see that we're going to try to make some moves but we don't know where that's going to come from Colts have what had now four years or so with no first round picks this is our first time getting a first round pick in a minute and we're looking at possibly giving that it's away a while. Plus, yeah. yeah plus another one you know what I mean now Lamar brings a different element to the table than a rookie quarterback is going to obviously we know that and so i think that you got to kind of take all that stuff with a grain of salt because you, if you get too hung up on the money portion of it and forget about what he brings to the table then it makes it a little hard but i i think i would just be okay with that three-year deal just because i i really am opposed overall to giving out a large lump sum of money over the course of a couple years when we don't know what can happen. He can hate it here, and then he can just demand a trade or whatever the case is. And I mean, what what are you going to do? I I don't think a player who gets that kind of money is not going to show faith and devotion with sure. that contract. With like, if Indianapolis did it, I think he would play his heart out. Man, he's got the guaranteed money now. Now it's all the focus should be. Look, let's bring a championship here. 
that for that's sure. what it should be. So, but I I understand that worry. But let's let's get right into it then. But before we do, but before we do, let's talk about our sponsor over at DraftKings. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from the DraftKings sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here right now. New customers can bet just five dollars on college hoops and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. <clears throat> Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt in, place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you get a bonus bet back up to $10. Jamal, I know you were in on that action yesterday. Mm-hmm. I just know it. Mm-hmm. Look, my <laughs> that Furman upset, I'm still <laughs> happy about that. But look, you see Princeton? Yeah. Sweet 16. Hey, man, they're coming. Yeah, so you guys need to watch out from them plus odds because there's a lot of upsets going on. Look, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Look, is he worth the money? Is he worth the draft capital? Are you overvaluing those draft picks? Because it sounds like you are. You're one of those. I, I really like draft picks, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're you're one of those. Type well, of guys, well, just because, man, I because I've said it day in and day out, and I know Lamar is a different style quarterback than anything, obviously, any uh, than Indianapolis has seen over years. But man, I'm just like at that tired point of where I am. I just am tired of seeing people walk through the building. I just want someone with a fresh face to come in. And and unbiased, they you know they're just walking into exactly what it is. Now, I have to be realistic here because during that time of having this quarterback carousel going on, Reich was there the entire time, you know. And I and I said what I said about Reich, you know, day in and day out. Now that we have a new fresh face and a Shane Steichen there, um, Chris Ballard's still there, so I still I still consider the organization overall to be the same. But we have a new coach there, so I think that players can kind of have a new a new light on what's going on. I don't know because we aren't in the locker room. Um, for all I know, Frank Wright may not have been the, the the majority of the problem. He could have been a big, a decent part of it, maybe not the majority, but I like to think that uh, with a new coach and new coaching system and new coaching staff in there, that players will be more inclined. So I think that Lamar could come in and, and, and feel refreshed that he's in a place where, we want him to be where, you know, we want him to be in our system. He's coming off a place where coaches are competent um, and, and, and they are ready to make this next leap to get to the next level. But at the same time, I also just like the feeling of having a, a, a fresh quarterback in there. I, I think the only problem where I, where I don't mind giving up draft capital is where the Colts are in a very awkward situation right now. We, you know, we have the number four pick, the Panthers have already moved up to number one. The Texans are there at number two. We got the 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 Cardinals at number three. So worst or best case scenario, we get the third best quarterback. So best case scenario, um, and that's and that's absolutely everything falls in our, in our hands. Worst case scenario, we got to go with number four or or a non quarterback. You know, at that at that uh, number four spot. So that's where I can say, you know, I don't care about the draft capital anymore. I'd rather go ahead and go with a safety net and, and, and a safety net who I think that, again, 26 years old, who's been a league MVP, who, who wants to win. 
and we have the weapons around him that can make him better. Um, I just think it's hard because Chris Ballard hasn't been clear on what he wants to do, you know, or what we're targeting. Um, but it's a tough situation. If 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 you were to tell me that, I don't know, safety wise, I I do love our draft picks, but safety wise, I do think the smart route is to probably entertain these two first round draft picks. Um, it's it's a hard Ooh, one. Like it, right, it, go, it goes day by day. It goes day by day for me, me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna convince you, man. Let me because the Panthers leapfrogging us did shake things up. You know, we're looking at QB three right now in the draft. So no matter how different you view these prospects, we're still not gonna have a first or second crack at them. Texans True. aren't trading with us unless we do something stupid. Panthers, I don't know why there's a smoke screen out saying they're willing to trade back down. <laughs> I don't understand that. This isn't Madden 2023. Yeah, let's talk about it. So we talk about how, you know, the quarterback carousel here. All right, Matt Ryan, guy who was 37. We we cannot compare Matt Ryan and Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Matt Ryan was 11 years older. Age caught up to him. It hasn't for Jackson, as, as we know. We're, we're not talking Carson Wentz either. We're, you know, Frank Wright was gambling on being able to revive Carson Wentz's career. Lamar Jackson is built different. He's just that good. Consensus top 10 in the league, right? Yeah. Okay. Borderline top five. Borderline top five QB. I can argue it. One of the, if not most dangerous quarterback on the ground. Oh, we don't need another running back. Well, (laughs) (laughs) he's there at the quarterback position. (laughs) Like, the only other two in contention are Jalen Hurts, which was just in the Super Bowl. He was just there with Shane Steichen, by the way, and Justin Fields. Those are the three most electric running quarterbacks. You know, he makes magic happen with his legs. There's no doubt about that. I don't think I have to explain that. The thing that always divides Lamar Jackson fans and haters is what level his passing ability is at. And I think he deserves more credit in the passing game. His passing stats aren't flashy in any regard. He hasn't thrown for you know more than 4,000 or 4,500 yards with a crazy number of touchdowns. Why is that? I'll give you, I'll give you two words. Greg Roman, the Ravens' offensive coordinator. Roman's offensive strategy was always centered around Lamar Jackson and the running game. You know, he he loved using 22 personnel. He's got two backs out there, two tight ends. You know, let, let, it creates options in the backfield for Jackson as far as like an option run game. And then the two tight ends creating mismatches in the run game as far as run blocking. And I got Mark Andrews and another tight end out there. Uh, it's genius with someone like Lamar Jackson. You know, it creates more space for him to run on the outside as well. You know, I they they have an established run game and it's it's worked well for them. You know, while this sounds all fine and dandy, you know, I don't think he ever got the passing game fully going. And I, th- I think that's where people, they look at Lamar Jackson's stats. They're just like, oh, man, he can't throw. All right. <laughs> I, I, I really think it was because the Ravens were so run-oriented that the passing game suffered. I don't think Greg Roman ever created a scheme where, you know, it, it, was, as, it was as good as, I'll, I'll say it, Shane Steichen's offense over there with the Eagles. They had the run game and the passing game just fluid. Now, they also had Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. But you have to wonder, well, hold on. Let me talk about their run play percentage first. 
2018, third in the league. 2019, first. 2020, first. 2021, 11th. 2022, third. So in four out of the five years that Lamar Jackson's been there, they were top three in running play usage. That's all they did. Design QB runs, option runs, all that. It was just run, run, run. And it worked for a lot of those years. They made the playoffs a lot. But if you ask me why the Ravens never had a number one wideout, I guess you could argue Marquise Brown, little Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he wanted out? Why do you think he was frustrated over there? It makes you wonder, like right? In that rock, yeah. Huh. Yeah, he's not getting opportunities over there. Why? Because the offensive strategy is different over there. It focuses on it. what was Mark Ingram, now like, you know, uh, who's the running back over there? Is it Gus Edwards and uh, J.K. Dobbins? J.K. Dobbins, like, yeah. They have multi, you know, a lot of running backs, just like the Eagles did, that they utilize. They also have a runner at quarterback. And, you know, they're not lining four or five wide receivers out wide. Like, it, it, it's just not it's not an ideal situation for a wide receiver. So I think in a in a different scheme, Lamar Jackson could just I mean, he could flourish. I've, I've seen him make phenomenal throws. I mean, one year he had like 36 touchdowns to like nine interceptions, something crazy with amazing rushing stats. The Ravens' offense is just completely different without him on the field. And they don't win without him on the field. There's a there's a positive correlation with Lamar Jackson being out on the field and that team winning. It 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 just is, Jamal. It just is. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean that and that that thirty six and nine year, that was a twenty nineteen year, I believe. And then like you said, uh they lost their last five games with when he was out with the ankle. Every game he he wasn't there, they lost. A Isn't that he, crazy? Yeah, it's it's it is a direct correlation. I'm not gonna argue that one bit. And and I don't even get too hung up on his, you know, completion percentage or or the amount of the, the yards he's throwing. I know he went what seventeen and seven this year. Um, I I I am honestly not too hung up on that because like you mentioned, he's in a situation where the run game is prevalent. I mean, we we look at us. We look. You come here where we have a JT, where we have an MPJ. Of course, we just lost Paris Campbell, but we have an Ashton Doolin who I think is going to step up this year. You have an Alec Pierce. You do have a, a great supporting cast around him that can allow him to sit in the pocket as needed. Um, and and he can he can he can leave the pocket when he needs to. He can he can run when needs uh, when need be. And a lot of this stuff where. I think, you know, kind of what you're talking about, where they centered around his run game. We can bring him here and he can be that passer, but we can also work on development more. If for the people who think that the completion percentage or, you know, his yards aren't the hottest right now, I do think it it elevates to another level here. Um, Based on the weapons we have around, he he is walking into a much cleaner situation, I think, than what he was getting in in Baltimore. I, I don't know. I, I still think we lost Paris Campbell. So we got Pierce Doolin and Michael Pittman. Yeah. I think it's okay. Um, what I really think would make this a splash side and, and great for the Colts. I mean, he's already an established quarterback you can build around, but it's already built for him there as far as there's this one player. He's really good at what he does. He's in the backfield. You know, he had an MVP type season two seasons ago. His name goes by Jonathan Taylor. Imagine them right there. Yep. Right there. 
imagine them two together. Would that not be deadly? Would that not be the best quarterback running back duo in the running game in the league? Without question. Without uh, question. I'll, yeah. You know, imagine that. Imagine you're you're one of those defenders who has to make a read on that option run. <laughs> Whether you got to stop Lamar Jackson or Jonathan Taylor, you miss that, they go on 20 plus. Yeah. Look. Yeah. I, I think Shane Steichen can make this backfield so creative. I think we're playoff contenders immediately with Jackson. That offense just becomes that much better. I know, I'm, and we'll go back to the, the draft capital thing, because there's an argument to be made that we should just draft Anthony Richardson. Yeah. He'll, he'll cost 80% less than Lamar Jackson. Problem is, I don't know if Richardson is going to make it in the NFL. He's a Campbell. For two first-round uh, draft picks, we can get Lamar Jackson. And let's be honest, it's really only one first-round draft pick mm-hmm. because the other one we're using on Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, Colts Nation. One first-round draft pick, a three-round, uh, a three-year deal, $120 million guaranteed. We get a bona fide franchise quarterback. Are y'all not about that? Come on. I'm I'm about it. Like I said, the, the the three year deal makes me, you know, makes it that much, you know, more enticing for me. Again, I can't. I don't know if I can get on board with the five year deal. Um, but the and and I like that that you know you're saying that it's a one a one draft pick because you're 100 percent right. We're not giving up a 24 and a 25. We're giving up a 23, which we have rightfully so earned after this year shitty season. Um, and then a 24. So no, you're 100 percent right. It is a one, and I like that three year deal. You get somebody who you know you can trust, um, and and one hundred percent a winner. We're a winner out of that. You are one hundred percent winner out of that. There is no developing. There is no He's already rookie there. wall. There, yeah, it's He's yeah. You're already right. proven yeah. himself. Like yeah. he led his team to what a fifteen and one record one yeah. year. Like come on, guys, throw in some guaranteed money. And I bet he's willing to do whatever it takes to win this organization some games. Mm-hmm. So I'm. And we talked about that injury from, from this past season. I I guarantee you, man, if he was on a deal. Oh, he would have been back. He would have shown up in the playoffs yeah. healthy. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know I'm speculating, but it's just like, nah. <laughs> like, he could have played that game. He could have, I think, personally, in my opinion. But I, I think so, too. I mean, again, I look at even like Jonathan Taylor this year. At what point when you know the season's going down here? Why why will we make him continue to play? You know, and Shut I know it's down. different because he's he's on still in contract, but it, it's the similar situation. Like you shut him down because Lamar knew that they weren't going to pay him. The Ravens knew they weren't going to pay him right then. What I don't need to prove anything else. Y'all been there for X amount of years. I've done what I needed to do, and if y'all don't want to pay me right now, then it is what it is. You had years to work out this contract. You knew it was coming, so I get it. I don't exactly blame you. look. So we keep talking about these injury concerns. Knock a few games off that. Knock a few games off because I think he could have played. If he had that money, if he had that security, I, shoot. And and he wanted to give Baltimore a ring, he'd do everything he can. Look, yeah. Colts Nation, petition to Jim Ursay right now <laughs> to dig deep into that piggy bank and make this blockbuster trade happen. It makes so much sense. The Jackson Steichen era is here. Potentially. Potentially. I just, I just think he could use him just like he did Jalen Hurts. Don't even have to develop Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's already there. But, you know, just like Jalen Hurts, MVP runner-up, we can get Lamar Jackson back in that MVP conversation. 
Oh man, it it just makes so much sense. It, it it does. It really does, man. And I mean, we got we got everything in place. Just just make it happen. Ballard Ballard Jackson jersey would be clean. Oh my god. <laughs> It would be. I don't know. We got to see what Chris Ballard's about, man. I don't know if he's built for that life, but um, you know, he's been walking on a tight, a tight rope this entire time. I mean, it's again, perfect for Chris yeah, Ballard too. Exactly. Get, get Your it. job is on the line, is it not? This is yeah. <laughs> this is the best. Yep. You always talk about you don't want to risk it for a QB, but you don't have to risk it for the biscuit here. The That's biscuit true. is already buttered. It's, it's battered. It's good. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just saying. It, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> that's all. I mean, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Look, that that's it for us, everyone. That's the case for Lamar Jackson. You guys, let us know what you think. Um, you know, I, I I I really want this this trade to actually happen. But we made the case for it. Thank you for listening to the Colts Cast. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any platform you listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Take care. Take care.